Hey everyone, welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. And I'm Melissa. And if you did not know, we are sisters. Woohoo! <laughs> welcome back, you guys. If you listened <laughs> to our last episode, we were crazy. <laughs> but also, I think it was, it was good. Yeah. We didn't, we had all these notes planned and didn't even look at them once. A so. lot, like a lot of notes, like so many notes. It's like, okay, yeah. this needs to be a two-parter. So we're going right. to get right into it this time because yes. actually my kids are going to come home and interrupt us. <laughs> so we have to get going. All right. So today we are talking and we believe this will be a two-part series because we have a lot in it. Um, I guess we'll see, but um, I guess we'll see, yeah. we're talking about when God feels silent. Um, did you say oof? Yeah. Yeah. I hate when that happens. It's the worst. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's just describe quickly what we mean by God being silent. Like what does that mean? What does it not mean to us mm-hmm. when we're talking mm-hmm. about it? Do you want to jump in or do you want me to go? Um, yeah. So I actually have a very specific period in my life where this was so much a part of my life that it was kind of terrifying for a while. My kids were little. Bill was over the road. Um, everything kind of was hard all the time it felt like. And I, I had – you know, regular quiet time has been a part of my life since an adult. Like I spend time with God. I spend time reading the Bible. I spend time doing Bible studies or book studies or whatever. I spend time praying and journaling. I journal, like I have all these prayer journals because that's how I stay focused on praying is writing. And I just remember this period. It felt, I mean, it was a couple months where I didn't hear from God. Like I did not hear from him, no matter how much time I spent with him, no matter how much I was kind of crying out to him, asking him, for answers and asking him for direction. And he was just silent. And what that meant for me is that like when I spend time praying in in my Bible, I hear real revelations from God. I hear him give me insight into my life. I, you know, and and by hearing, I mean like, it's like in my soul, I hear that. Like, yep. It's like, there's this stirring inside of me that I know is not my own wisdom. And then there's like affirmations like, Oh, and then I read that in the Bible. And then it showed up in a sermon and then I heard it on the radio. And mm -hmm. exactly. And it was like nothing. In fact, one day, and I can remember sitting on my couch, just crying. And I was reading this book um, called One in a Million, which is an amazing book by, oh, I just forgot her name. Yeah. Um, and, do you know who I'm talking about? It's not Priscilla Shire, is it? Yes. Yes. Oh, it that's is. who it okay. is. That was my first book I ever read from her, of hers. I and her. I it was amazing. And um, and I, I feel, God broke the silence for that one moment. And he said, I, I'm trying to remember exactly how I heard him say it, but it was basically like, you need to keep pursuing me with the same amount of intensity as when I am regularly interacting with mm-hmm. you. I don't know why, like, I don't remember exactly what came of that, but that was, it's very hard when, when you're pursuing somebody, you know, think about a person in your real life. Like when you're pursuing a person and they don't engage with you very much, mm-hmm. they don't show up with for you. They don't call you. They don't interact. Like, it's easy. Okay. Back well, off. Just back like, off. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I did. And, and, um, and I learned a lot through that period that I won't go into now, but that's what, being what silent look like yeah. for me. So we're not talking about when you have spent no time with God for three months and you're like, oh, Correct. I feel far. God feels distant. It's like, no, that's that's on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lo Santo. He's sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> exactly. We're talking about when you are actively, diligently mm-hmm. seeking God and you feel and hear and receive nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. And that um, is definitely something we have both experienced. I have experienced mm-hmm. it many times. Um not necessarily in a hard season, just like in a regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're talking about. Yep. So a couple of verses in Habakkuk. One, two. Is that how you say it? Habakkuk? Habakkuk? Habakkuk. Habakkuk. I really? I say Habakkuk. I thought it was Habakkuk. Now I want to have YouTube 
I want to say, how do you say it? Because they'll, they'll like pronounce things for you. Yeah. Um, okay. How long Lord must I call out for help, but you do not listen. Okay. So if we believe that God allowed everything in the Bible to be placed into the Bible, mm-hmm. it means he didn't omit that. He mm-hmm. allowed for that. Right. And mm-hmm. in Psalm 22 too, if you've read this, read the Psalms, you know, David said this a lot. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night I find no rest. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Bible is clear and there's so many more verses, but we don't mm-hmm. want to sit and spend 30 minutes reading them. Um, that's for you to do if you're interested in the topic. <laughs> but the Bible is very clear that God – there's many times that God feels silent to people and they are wondering where he was. And there was a 400-year period, period of time mm-hmm. where people didn't hear from God at all. Mm-hmm. There was just like nothing. There were all these prophets and then it was like nothing. And the prophets mm-hmm. heard from God and then they spoke to people and there was a 400-year period. I mean that's a long time. Yeah, and so, more than a couple months. And I hated the couple months. <laughs> right. And so, um, so yeah, so I was like looking up some things about this and, you know, I just always like to hear what other people say, like other pastors and things like that. Like, what do they say mm-hmm. about it? What kind of revelations do they get? Um, and I found this thing by this guy named Stanton Witherspoon. I had never heard of him, but I will put in the notes the link to this. And so I had started writing some like notes, like points that we could discuss on this topic. And then I found his and there was like five and it was all based on the book of Job. And I was like, well, let's just use his because his are so great that mine are good too, but his were so concise. And and so we're going to work up through those. Mm -hmm. And so if you haven't read the book of Job, you probably have heard of Job, but if you haven't, I'll Mm -hmm. just give a very brief synopsis. So Job was this just like really faithful guy. And the story is that God and Satan are like discussing this. Mm-hmm. And God is like, look, look at my amazing faithful servant Job. Like he's proud of him. He's like, look mm-hmm. at it. Which side note is like super cool to know that God could be like just discussing us. Yeah. Or also a little daunting if he's like, no, I didn't even mention you. <laughs> You're not going to come up at all. <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. So he's like, look at my guy, Job. I mean, he is so faithful. And Satan's like, uh, yeah, because he has like everything going for him again. Because he did. Oh. He had a big family, lots of money, yep. very wealthy, good standing in the community. Yeah. Yep. And God's like, again, I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically like, yo, I think I think he'd still be faithful. And mm-hmm. Satan's like, kind of like you want to bet. And it's like, yeah. okay, God's like, do whatever you want to him. You just may not kill him. Now, I don't want to be in this conversation. I would actually rather right. my, my name not be brought up. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Not great. Mm-hmm. So Job like lost everything. I mean, all his kids. I think he had like 10 kids and they like all died. Yeah. And all his yeah. animals. And then he was left with his yeah. wife who was like not <laughs> – she was pissed. <laughs> like yeah. it would have probably been better him. if she died. <laughs> yeah. She was so mad at him for still praising God. Like she, yes. was, she was just mad at him. Yeah. Like, and Job yeah. is like an excellent – um, opportunity for us to watch a person lament truly mm-hmm. and also stay faithful. Um, yeah. So like even his friends were like, why do you still, yeah. I mean, everyone is basically saying turn on God. And he was well, like, and they were like you. And also they were like, you must've done something to deserve this. And he was like, yeah. no, I, I stand, I know that I was righteous. I know, I know mm-hmm. this was not because of something I did. Yeah. And truly it, it wasn't. I mean, that's, that's yeah. how it goes. And so anyways, so in his pain and suffering, he cries out to God for answers because he does want answers. Yeah. Um, you know, he lost all these things. Even his servants died. Um, and he asked God for 37 chapters. You guys, Job is like the worst book of the Bible. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. – it's almost it like is. reading Leviticus but like worse because it's so 
long and he's just mm-hmm. over and over asking the same things. He's not getting any answers. God literally mm-hmm. doesn't show up for 37 chapters. Yeah. And it's a lot. I mean, I'm like, you know, walking through a really hard season, like a devastating season with someone, you really just kind of you're just like in it with them. And yeah. so reading Job is like doing that, but for like entertainment, which is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I read the Old Testament for a lot of entertainment. It's so good. <laughs> no, I read it for more than that. But and so this guy says, here's what we can learn from Job through a period of silence. One, first point, examine your life. Is there anything mm-hmm. in our life that might block us from hearing from God? So mm-hmm. Psalm 139, 23 and 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Mm-hmm. So I use that verse a lot in my life when, especially when we think we're in the right It's like, okay, but you know me, God, you search my heart. Like Job believed he was in the right, but like also he wanted God to like be honest with him. Right. So that's something we need to do. Examine our life. Is there something that is blocking us from God? Do we have unconfessed sin? Psalm 66, 18 says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, my Lord would not have listened. This requires looking deeper than just the obvious. We have to ask ourselves, do I have wrong motives? Is there anything or anyone that I love more than God? And it's like, I think most of us could answer yes. Like there are things we're putting above God all the time and we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So it's like that mm-hmm. can always be confessed. And so if we're not yeah. hearing from God, and to be honest, I wish I had had these points the last time I felt like a really, like God was silent that season. Yeah. Because I didn't do these things. I wasn't like, oh, well, do I have unconfessed sin? Like honestly, if I – I think all of us, if we set a timer for like five minutes or two minutes and we just wrote down mm-hmm. like everything we've done in the last week to sin yeah. and it was intentional, it was like, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. There's a lot, like there's a lot we can write down. And the more you write, start going, the more things right. come to you. And it's like, oh yeah. gosh, all those things unconfessed, right? Like yeah. I've had that like challenge before. I think, I, like, oh my God. I think we should talk about why um, God why unconfessing can block us from God, why he might not listen. Um, Cause I think that that's a confusing thing to people sometimes yeah. is like, um, and again, cause I love my visualizations and God uses parenting a lot. When I have a child who I know that they're lying or stealing or cheating or mm. doing something very clearly that is not okay, that is sinful, whatever word you want to put to it. And, um, and, I'm going to have a hard well, time like listening hurting, to their gonna hurt them going to hurt other people and hurt your relationship. It's yeah. You know. And if I, but if they're, if they're either adamant that these things aren't happening or they're just like not up allowing it to, right. They're not talking about it. They're not, they're not dealing with it. Yes. Thank you. Um, I, as their parent am going to have a hard time when they come to me and are like, Hey, can I do this? Or can I have this? I'll be like, well, it's not that they have to Mm -hmm. do right things in order for me to give them good things. It's that I don't, but I, but I, but I want them to deal. Mm -hmm. Yes. I want them to deal so much with the ugliness that's going on in their Mm -hmm. heart before we move into any kind of privilege that they're going to get. And so it's, it's not that God is like, do, do good. And Mm -hmm. I will give you good things. That's not what he's saying there. It's that he cares so much for us and that the condition of our move, hearts. Yes. That before we can move forward with anything good, he wants us to clean up our heart. Yep. Yesterday, last night, I ended up coaching Ada 
Ada and her best friend's volleyball team um, because they're two coaches. Like one was out of town and the other one ended up being sick. And I know this team. I know their coaches. I know how she wants things done, you know. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I can totally do this. And mm-hmm. um, Ada was the worst. <laughs> She's always, always our child. <laughs> right. Like, I would be like, hey, Ada, make sure when you're spiking, you're like spiking down and not out because she's very powerful. So she goes out and then it goes out of bounds. Well, it's like, yeah. this, this is not helpful at all. So you got to no. get that power down. And she's like, I know. Literally. And I was like, <laughs> you know, do you? And I was like, no, excuse me. Don't do that. Like no other girl would have said that to me. And she would never have said it to any coach. Right. And she kept doing it. I'd be like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I was correcting everyone. That was mm-hmm. literally what I was there to do. Right. And you're like, no. And I was like, you know, I was like, sorry, are you the best volleyball player? <laughs> Do you have nothing right. you can learn? So right. she was being a turd to me. And I was calling her out a decent amount because she was not – she was the worst one there. Like she was standing yeah. there like chewing on her fingernails when she's supposed to be ready to receive a ball. Right. And I was like, Ada, get ready. And like at a few – I called everybody out. If they need to be called out, I was like, hey, move your feet. Hey, we're – we run. Like run and get the ball. We're not like dilly-dallying here, right? Like I, I called them out just like their coaches do. And I called Ada out more because she needed to be called out more, like honestly, because she was being kind of terrible. And so on the way home, she instantly gets in the car and she's like, "Mm, mm," you know, she won't look at me. And Ada, her best friend's like, Ada, what's wrong? And she's like, "Mm, nothing. (laughs) If you've met Ada, this is totally Ada when she gets in a bad place. And I, both of them were getting their overhand serve. Like both of them were getting over the net. And I literally wanted to stop at the grocery store and like get them a treat to share before I dropped Tenley off and brought Ada home. But it was like, she's being so rude. Because she was like, you were so mean to me. And I was like, I was not mean to you. I was calling you out. Coaching you. I was coaching everybody. I was calling everybody out who needed to be called Mm -hmm. out. I was like, the very first thing I did was call out Tenley for something she kept doing in the game or not doing in the game that is like not like her. And she was like, I know. Like she just kept like not going for the ball. And then it would drop. And they they just lost royally on Saturday. And so I was like. Wasn't being rude. Tenley was like, "Yeah, no, I totally did that. I needed to be called out, right? Like, I needed a mm-hmm. reminder. Like, that's lets the team down." And I didn't say you let the team down, but it's true. Right. So, <laughs> anyways, all this to say is like, I wanted to give her that treat, yeah. but I was like, I just can't in good conscience no. like give her a treat when when such a bad attitude and everything's so unresolved. So yeah. I would say to her, "Ada, I actually wanted to whatever," and she was kind of like weird. And then Tenley leans over and is like, "You need to." Like, <laughs> you're being kind of rude. And she's like, I'm sorry, right. mom. And I was like, why? And she's like, honestly, I was being really rude to you. Yeah. Like, honestly, you really were. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I very much agree. And I was like, "There, this is not a manipulative child. She would never be like, well, I'll just apologize and I'll get the treat. But I was right. like, listen, this is the situation. I literally yeah. wanted to stop and get you a treat. And now everything is so unresolved. And mm-hmm. so God is not – he is so much like a parent and, of course, he's not like just, well, I just want to give you gummy bears, right? It's obviously more, but it, it's the same kind of thing. It's like – It is, yeah. We need to have resolution and deal with our own crud before we yeah. can be like, but gimme, gimme, gimme. I want all these good right. things. And yeah. so, yeah, unconfessed sins, okay? So and these are things we need to do if we are not mm-hmm. hearing from God and he feels silent. So that's the first point. The second point, accept God's sovereignty. Job 4.42.2. He says, I know that you can do all things and no purpose of yours can be thwarted. We need to recognize that God can be silent. There is no obligation for him to answer us, to inform Mm -hmm. us, or to let us know anything. Really, he doesn't work for us. We are not in control of him. We talked about this in the manifestation episode. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't control him. And we, the quicker we can accept that, the more at peace we can be when we just have no idea what's going on. 
Will you define sovereign? Um, you just find it off the top of your head. Uh, I always, well, yeah, I actually like to look things up before I define them. What were you going to say? Yeah. No, I was going to say, it's like I, I, it's one of those words that I know the meaning of, but I never mm-hmm. can describe it very well. So yeah, looking it up. Is so a sovereignty means supreme power or authority. Mm-hmm. So like God, all powerful. He's, yeah. he's all powerful. He's mm-hmm. completely sovereign. He is, yeah. we don't run him. We don't, he runs yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, and there are whole chapters following when I said God was silent in Job, there are whole chapters following where God is basically saying to him, are you God? Can you do mm-hmm. any of these things? Can you do any mm-hmm. of these things? No, I think not. Like he's like, did you put the stars in the sky? Like, did you put the oceans? Like, did you mm-hmm. create all the animals? Literally, there are ch- whole chapters where God is like, okay, you've been asking me. Now let me put you in your mm-hmm. place. Are mm-hmm. you me? No, I think not. Yeah. And um, I think that's I think. Really- go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah. I just think it's so important that this is such a huge step. Like mm-hmm. sometimes God is just silent because he's God and he, he knows what's happening. He knows what we need. He knows, he knows that this is a season that we need. There might be other reasons. Sometimes there is no reason, right? Sometimes yeah. you've got, I mean, I'm sure we can't always confess all of our sin, but maybe you've done all the things you've examined your heart. You've, you know, asked God to examine mm-hmm. your heart. You confess all the sin. And at the end of the day, he is just God. He does yeah. just get to decide. What were you going to say? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I think that the reason it's so important to get to this place where we can just say he is all powerful, like he is God, he does get to decide is because it, it releases, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the word and expectation. Um, it, it, it takes the pressure off ourselves yeah. to try to make anything happen because yeah. we're not all powerful. We don't really have any control. I, I think trying to control our situation in our life is something that everyone struggles with. Some people struggle with it more than others, but we, we feel like it's, we're, we, we, I'm struggling with finding my, my thoughts. So Mm -hmm. you'll probably have to edit this part out because I'm stumbling (laughs) through this. The first thing to post Instagram reel. (laughs) You'll need to do a blooper listen to most of fumbling. (laughs) (laughs) The hard thing about recording a podcast is that when you have thoughts that are coming to your Mm -hmm. mind, you can't pause to think about it. You're trying to think and talk. Right. And so then sometimes it comes out as, Sounds like quack quack quack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, what are you? I saying? just think I just think that recognizing um, that God is all powerful and that we really are not in control at all mm-hmm. is just such a huge place to get to. Um, it, it it will relieve so much pressure off right. of yourself, and um, and there's something really beautiful about being like, okay, God is God is in control, like a hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. Him, not me, and right. um. And, you know, in the being the fact that he can just be silent um, for me, that period years ago that I was talking, I mean, he's been silent throughout my life, but this was such a long extended mm-hmm. period during such a hard time. And what I really found was that I had to decide, do I really trust God? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. even when I can't hear him, do I, yep. do I trust that he's still there? Do I trust that he's still right. observing and protecting and, and he hasn't taken his hands off of me? Like he's still in the picture. He's just being quiet right now. Right. Um, and that was not an easy place to get to, right. but it really, really, I had to look at that. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, those are life-changing moments for sure. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Changes so, the way you do the rest of your life. I mean, it really does. And so, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know I had used a couple examples from things that God said, but here's a couple of verses. 
In Job 38, 4 through 5, God said, were you there when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Like, Mm-hmm. Who marked off its dimensions of the earth? That's so mm-hmm. cool to me. Surely you know who stretched a measuring line across it. He's so mm-hmm. sassy. <laughs> I know. That's why I believe it's okay to be sassy because like, God is sassy right. and we are great in his image. That's right. Thirty-eight, twelve. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? Yeah. I, I kind of love it. I'm He's like, totally saying that with sass. Have you oh, ever? I don't think so. No. <laughs> For real. Okay. And then Job's wife suggests that he curse God and die. <laughs> And instead of following her advice, he chose to let God be God. Mm-hmm. And he says in, in this is at the beginning of Job, he says in 2.10, shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? Yes. I really like that. There's a lot yes. to be learned from this long, exhausting book. <laughs> yes. So what, we're going to take the good from God, but then we can't also accept the things that are less than ideal and mm-hmm. still trust him. Yeah. That's basically what he says. Accepting God's sovereignty means actively trusting him and realizing he's in control and can be trusted. Right. right. What were you going to say? I don't remember. So I'm not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Let's get through one more point in this okay. episode. So the third point is listen to what God is saying. So James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourself. You need to do what it says. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not just something for us to read. It needs to penetrate and we need to actively change the way we live yes. as a result of reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. So although may, God may seem silent regarding a specific request or petition or season in your life, remember he is always in a constant state of communication with us. In mm-hmm. fact, like we have the Bible, we never right. are short on being able to receive from God, even if we don't feel like we are receiving from God. Right. We have right. the Bible to continually go to. And in fact, it's possible that sometimes we already have an answer from God. And I really liked this. This is, I didn't say that. He did. Sometimes we already know the answer and we're just like, like looking for more. Yeah. In fact. Either more confirmation or maybe we want a different answer. So we're not letting ourselves hear that answer or take it to heart. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's funny because um, I don't think Ella would mind that we share this, but Ella had been praying and praying, Melissa's daughter, praying and praying and praying and praying about what she should do when she had to leave college and wasn't sure what to do with the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. and decided to go to hair school and then everything was like set up and then all of a sudden it, things like financially weren't working out and it wasn't mm-hmm. going to work for her to go to that school and then she was like oh do I go to a different school and pay more and then all of a sudden the idea of becoming an esthetician which Melissa had been suggesting for years kind of like yeah came right into her head and she was like oh my gosh that that's even Ella, Ella loves like skin is very important to her she struggled a lot with acne um so much like to the point where it was like almost cystic and um, she ended up having a pseudo tumor mm-hmm. in behind her eye because of an acne medicine. Yeah. So she has to, she can't use a lot of mm-hmm. different things. Like she has to, it's, she's had to really work hard to find something that she can put on her skin that doesn't make her skin worse, but also doesn't give her pseudo tumors. And, um, and so she's very passionate about skin. And so that's yes. why I've been suggesting for years that she yes. become an esthetician. So, so all of a sudden right. she's like, oh my gosh, I should be an esthetician. And she, all the mm-hmm. pieces fall into place, all of them. Just like that. And yeah. Ella was like, she's so cute. She's 21. And she was like, but I, to Melissa, she's like, I haven't been praying about that. Melissa's yeah. like, Ella, you've been praying about your future and your God's plans for you and his desires for you. Mm-hmm. You've done all the work and now he's yeah. given you an answer. Yeah. And she could have been like, well, I need to spend three more months. Well, then she would have missed yeah. the beginning yeah. of this great program that really is going to yeah. work out so well for her It is mm-hmm. because she already had the answer, really. I mean, I truly right. believe 
that is what she's, I mean, you believe it too, that that is yeah. what she's supposed to do. But for her, well, was, yeah. And she's young. So she was like nervous to yeah. embark on it, knowing she hadn't specifically prayed about me. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> you have covered this in prayer. Yes. Yes. Because oh, that's, yeah. It, no, it's just expanding on that. Cause she was, yeah, she was saying, I, I haven't prayed specifically about being an esthetician until just now. So like, mm-hmm. how do I know that it's the right. right step? And I was like, sometimes when we're just covering a whole, we don't know specifically what we're praying for, but you're praying for what am I supposed to do with my future? What is the next right. step? And when God brings it into to our vision, that's the answer. <laughs> yes. Well, and honestly, yeah. this is another good reason why when we pray for things, we should pray. Um, we can pray specifics, absolutely. But also a vague with mm-hmm. a vagueness that it's like, but your will, God. Like that's a vague yes. thing, right? Praying, mm-hmm. but your will, God, is so vague, right. and yet it yeah. is. It's how everything gets covered. You know what I mean? Right. The things yep. you didn't even yeah. realize you needed to pray about. It's like, but if you're yeah. praying God's will over your life. Right. And so this is when God is specific, um, silent, excuse me, about a specific topic. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like sometimes we already know the answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we need to remember to just continue to dig into God's word. Like you said, Melissa, yeah. you just pressed in, pressed in, pressed in. And that's been my yeah. case too. When I feel a disconnect or God's silent or I'm like, mm-hmm. where is he? It's like, just keep showing up. There's well, nothing good's going to come from just like getting out of the word. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that the Bible is not always easy to read. It's not always easy to be engaged in. Like mm-hmm. it takes brain energy and it mm-hmm. takes, you know, focus and concentration. And um, there is times that, I mean, I always want there to be stirring in my heart and soul when I'm reading right. and I always want there to be revelations. I always want to be better. So I always want God to reveal more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what he's shown me through these times of being silent is sometimes I'm just going to show up and read and I'm going to walk away and be like, I don't even know what that was. I don't even know what I learned from that, mm-hmm. but how could it ever be bad putting scripture right. into my brain? Yep. <laughs> like, I'm, nothing bad is going to come from that. And yep. it's only, and, it, and it's there, now it's there. It's in my brain and it exactly. can come back later when, um, when I, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not great at memorizing scripture. I'm not great at memorizing anything. Like memorizing song like people are like if you can memorize a song you can memorize scripture I'm like well that's the problem I struggle to memorize songs like <laughs> seriously I don't think there's a single song that I can sing from beginning to end unless if it's like away in the major <laughs> like, nothing <laughs> if you can memorize away in the major <laughs> I know. and um but so I str- but I but I love memory remembering the bible mm-hmm. but what I have found is that God brings it to me and I yep. can't always get it perfect but mm-hmm. it gives me a starting point, like I know a gist of it, so I can go mm-hmm. find it and read the specifics. Or if I'm in a place where I can't access the Bible, but it, I needed that for the situation, like mm-hmm. it, it, um, what, what Jewish custom years, you know, years and years and years ago, what they would write scripture and like tie it around, like put it in little boxes and tie it mm-hmm. to their head because it was like they were just putting it right in their brain, basically. And they still and, do that, and, like, um, um, Orthodox Jews still do that, like, do they during, still do that? during like their synagogue service or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like that is what happens when I'm reading the Bible and absorbing it and not have struggling to memorize it, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's being written on my heart and on exactly. my, my mind. Exactly. So, so if you're like me, mm-hmm. it's still worth trying to memorize because it will come back. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so like the Bible is God's commu- written communication to us. Like it is, mm-hmm. is it is from him. And so a lot of times we can find out what God's thinking, especially if we're like dealing with a problem by reading the Bible. Right. Like a lot of times we don't have to hear from him because we just right. have to read the Bible. It's like, well, what yeah. does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about that? Well, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of it's in there. Of course, there's so many problems 
specifically we deal with that are not in the Bible. But like a lot of problems can be boiled down to one thing, like yeah. like pride, right? Pride yeah. looks like mm-hmm. so many things you're having. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like your issue is pride, right? Like last yeah. night, my daughter's issue was pride. Yes. I totally apologized to her for how hard that was for her. That was in this episode, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> This is like, I'm not 100% sure. This is the problem with recording multiple episodes in a row. (laughs) It really is. It really is. I think it was this episode. Yeah. And if Um, not, it was in the last one. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure it was this one. I I, I owned my part. I apologized for, this was hard, right? And I'm sure it was hard. And there was two times where I used my mom voice when she was like, and I was like, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I would not have spoken that way to any of the other girls. Right. So- I shouldn't have done that, you know? And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this problem I was having with Ada, you can't find that problem in the Bible. <laughs> what do you know yeah. when you're coaching your daughter's life? <laughs> right. You can find the problem of resolving things, forgiving one another, owning mm-hmm. your garbage, letting your pride be mm-hmm. set aside, letting humility come right. in, right? All of that's in the Bible. So I'm right. not saying don't pray about things, but also like don't stop reading the word. Right. So if I'm like right. begging God for an answer for how to resolve this issue with Ada, he may be like, yeah, it's already in the Bible. <laughs> like, yeah. You just, you just yeah. need to find it. So yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know how he works, but I think he's doing that. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and as we read the Bible, we need to ask God to speak through us, you know, through the Holy Spirit, use the Holy Spirit to come into us, to come through us, to reveal things to us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. If we've asked Jesus to be our savior, we have the Holy Spirit living right. inside of us. It is right. the Holy Spirit is Jesus' helper. That's what he says. I am sending you my helper. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit is there to help us with all of our spiritual things because Jesus isn't living here. The Holy Spirit is our gift until we wait for Jesus to return. And oftentimes when we invite the Holy Spirit in, and honestly, we should do this before church too, just like, or before we listen to a podcast or before we listen to a sermon, like invite the Holy Spirit in because so often verses or a story in the Bible can have whole new significance than the hundred times we've read it before. Because that's how the Holy Spirit works. And the Bible yeah. says that yeah. God's word is alive and active, which means right. it can it never changes, but it can change the way that we see it right. and it applies to us and the way we Well, it's it. how you can hear a verse that you've heard 47,000 times mm-hmm. and suddenly it hits you in a way that you've yep. never heard it before. Because Absolutely. in that moment that you hear it, mm-hmm. you change. So you needed to hear it yep. in a different way than you've needed to hear it before. And yep. so, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to stop this episode here. We've gotten through three of the five points. So we're going to do another episode, another part two on when God is silent. Do we have a challenge for today? I challenge you to go on and listen to the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Finish it. That's so funny. Don't stop. Listen to the next one. (laughs) Also from Um, this episode. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have one? I think, honestly, unless you're actively in a season where God is silent, I would just challenge you to tuck these away somewhere, to remember this for the next time you have that season or copy our show notes and put them in your notes somewhere in your phone so that you have them. Because I really want for the next time I walk through a season where God is silent, because I literally just came out of one. (laughs) Yeah. It was like a two or three month period where I was like, my gosh, I don't hear from you at all. Um, Yeah. And then just like that, it's like, the floodgates open and it's been so great since, but I wish mm-hmm. I had had this then because I'm like, these yeah. are really good points. Write them in the front of your Bible. If you ha- use a physical Bible, like some people use the Bible on their phone, I know, but if you use a physical Bible on a regular basis, write these points in the front so that it's just right there. And like, and then, cause sometimes we don't even realize we're in a time of silence until suddenly we're like, oh my gosh, 
you've been silent for like weeks and like, mm-hmm. and, um, and for me, like, sure. I know for me, I would, tr- I would forget to go find these notes in my phone somewhere. I'd forget that I even made them. So if I, but if I write them at the front of my Bible, then they're there. Anyways. Exactly. All right. You. Okay. Mine's you yourself. <laughs> my dog. Take, take the dog in your room. Please. All right. Well, we are going to wrap this up. Um, thanks, guys, for joining us. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Podcast.